0: All right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. In this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. So today is Thursday, September 8th. And wow, there's a lot going on because yesterday the Dow jumps 400 points. The Nasdaq finally snaps a seven day losing streak. The S&P 500 defends a critical support level and Wall Street Journal and Fed members reaffirmed that there will be a three quarter percentage hike. So what's going on? No more fear. Yesterday, the fear index was down 8.4%. Crude oil down 6%. Today, the ECB raises interest rates by three quarters of a point. So, how does all of this affect the markets and how we trade these markets? That's exactly what we're going to show you here in the next few minutes. So, there's a lot to talk about, and we'll get started in just a second, but I want to make sure that we get formally introduced. Hi, I'm Marcus Heidkutter. This super smart guy over there is my head coach, Mark Hodgson. We are real traders who trade live accounts pretty much every day. So therefore, we have a lot of trading experience and we are showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading in these crazy markets, you are in the right place. So talking about crazy markets. So Mark, yesterday, hey, what do you know? <laughs> we snapped, finally, a losing streak, and uh, the Dow was up 400 points. What's happening?
1: Yeah, snapping that losing streak with authority. I <laughs> mean, gosh, uh, nice little move there, up 2% for the NASDAQ. The Dow you mentioned was also up higher. Um, what, what's that? It 1.4%. Uh, yeah. So, nice little comeback. Does it mean that the pain is over, Marcus? Uh,
0: we're we're not out of the woods yet but I mean this is where what's definitely an oversold move I mean looking at the NASDAQ we had a seven day losing streak and we talked about it. we haven't had a, a losing streak that long since what 2014 2016 something like this so it has been quite a while so I mean at some point markets need to stop falling here we're not out of the woods yet but it's good to see that the SMP, uh, is defending the thirty nine hundred level that was already significant a little bit earlier also here and it seems to hold up pretty well.
1: It it, it does and uh even popping uh above four thousand today. So uh a little indecisive today opening lower and and kind of uh you know trading in a little bit of a range but uh right now uh making session highs and a nice little nice little move.
0: Yeah. And uh, we talked about it. I mean, we don't have a whole lot going on on the economic calendar. If you look at it, it, it's mainly Fed members speaking. Next week will be the busy uh, one because this is where we have CPI data being released. That's one of the key inflation reports. And uh, until then, we hear from Fed members what they think they should do in a couple of weeks from now.
1: Sure. Now, we did have unemployment claims this morning, 830 Eastern, and they came in at 222,000 claims. So this is first-time unemployment filings by Americans. Um, This was the lowest number of initial claims since the week ending of uh, May 27th. And we talked about this in the mastermind call that we had, Marcus. Um, Interesting because there was a little movement pre-market. Um, I was surprised that there was really that much of a reaction to this report, but there really wasn't any other news um, following this announcement to, to account for that, you know, sell-off at pre-market. Um, but it does look like traders, uh, you know, shook that off and buying Uh, Yeah, I I think there were
0: two things that were happening pre-market because traders woke up to the news that the ECB, the European Central Bank, raised interest rates by three quarters of a point. And uh, this is the the largest rate hike in their history. So they have been uh, there for 24 years uh, when the European Union was formed and the European Central Bank. And uh, so this is where probably it was a combination because it happened here at 8.15 Eastern time. It almost felt like traders are waking up, reading the news and saying, what the heck, they did it, <laughs> the largest rate hike, oh dear Lord. And then, yeah, the unemployment claims that came in lower than expected. Mm-hmm. This is where we had a little bit loop move to the downside. But then also uh, today, kind of the biggie, Fetcher Powell speaking, and uh, he was speaking and uh, he basically reaffirmed what uh, he already said in Jackson Hole.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting because initially it looked like things were, were dipping a little bit with his comments um, because he started at nine ten Eastern and there was a little more continuation of that earlier uh, drop. But he basically reiterated that the uh, Fed is going to do what it takes to fight inflation and that a pause uh, or a decrease, uh, actually cutting rates is not happening anytime soon. And that was something traders were looking at. So it looks like the initial move was low, but then trader traders uh, started to buy the dip. Yeah,
0: and this is where it's all about certainty and uncertainty. So now we get more certainty of what they're doing. And the Wall Street Journal actually already had yesterday an article where they say, okay, we are convinced the Fed will raise it by 0.7 points. And... Uh, Basically, what that's also what the other two Fed members that were speaking yesterday, uh, Fed member Mester and uh, Vice Fed Vice President Bernard, basically said. Yeah, we need to get inflation under control. This is what we are doing. And as a reaction, we see that right now the probability of a seventy-five point basis a basis point hike is at eighty-four percent. So that's almost certain right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've talked about that 75 number for a while, but it does look like traders are at this point basically saying, this is what we expect. Of course, we do have some CPI data next week to contend with that the Fed will uh, use as, as part of their decision the following week.
0: But, but I think one of the uh, important things is also okay is a one percent rate hike on the table because this where there was some speculation when Paul used these strong words like we will do whatever we need to do that okay is he pulling out the big guns is he pulling out the bazooka and is he shooting here with a one percent uh, rate hike but that's still off the table I mean at this point nobody zero percent are expecting a one percent rate hike.
1: Yeah. and You know, I I believe that the 75 basis point hike is what's going to happen, but I'm a little surprised that there isn't a little a little interest in that uh, 100 basis point hike just because the economy keeps telling us that, hey, right now the Fed can come in strong and, and really make a dent in inflation because the economy is strong.
0: Yeah, on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, they need to see that they're not overshooting the target here, that they're not moving too fast because they always need to give the economy uh, some time to react to this. And we also see that right now, nobody is expecting a 75% basis hike at the next meeting in November. Everybody thinks, yeah, it will probably be another uh, 0.5% and after this, a quarter percent and then they keep it stable for yeah. uh, the next year, basically, uh, at a pretty high rate. I mean, 3.75% to 4%. That's a pretty high interest rate.
1: It is. Back
0: it goes is back in to the lot 80s. Lot Last time we had these were in the 80s.
1: As long as it doesn't go to 10%. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, this is where I, I think Paul is taking something from uh, Fed President Volcker's playbook there because he keeps referencing if we look at history, it teaches us to do the following things. I mean, even this morning, uh, let me just go back to his speech and the coverage here that we had on on CNBC. Uh, yeah, I have, a, where, I have a
1: quote. Yeah. Yeah, it was that one right there.
0: Yeah, history, caution, history cautions strongly against prematurely loosening policy. So it's, it's right there. So he's basically looking back and say, okay, what happened and uh, what can we learn from this, which I think is good. It's good, right? So that's why probably also nobody is expecting a 1% rate hike because they want to be cautious. So, yeah, looking at a five-minute chart today at the S&P, right now still moving higher. And I said, we just cracked the 4,000 level a few minutes ago.
1: And uh, continuing to to make its move. So... Gosh, a pretty nice reversal. Back to back wins?
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens today. I'll take it. I mean, so the VIX, uh, again, at pretty high levels, but uh, kept falling yesterday and today because, again, it's not only fear, it's also uncertainty. Uh, Uncertainty leads to fear and the uncertainty seems to be getting sucked out of the market right now because kind of everybody thinks to know what the Fed does. But again, The big week will be next week. It will. All right. Crude oil. We got to take a look at crude oil because crude oil has been falling and crude oil will have a major impact on the inflation data that's being released next week. And uh, yesterday, crude oil was down 6% this morning, bouncing back a little bit. But still, uh, I mean, here in Texas, we are already below $3 at the gas pump.
1: Wow yeah
0: are you already are you already I, below four in california
1: No, no 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 no, no. uh that's the one big difference between texas and california
0: oh but you're below <laughs> I know five now.
1: everything's bigger in texas except for gas prices yeah
0: but you're below five dollars now
1: i don't even think that I, i'd have to check oh my god.
0: All right. So uh, let's take a look at uh, some of our trades, because uh, today, uh, what was pretty interesting. So today we did something that I want to talk about. So gold. Uh, First of all, gold, we got assigned at uh, 15. Let me zoom in here a little bit. Um, So we did sell puts against our existing position here. You did it on Monday. I did it on Tuesday. And we are still moving higher. So Marcus,
1: just for clarification, we sold calls. You'd mentioned, you said puts. Okay,
0: calls. Yes, you did that. (laughs) Okay, we sold calls against the existing position. Current calls, thanks. So now you know. Uh, So this is where uh, we are moving higher. So if we are closing above 15 tomorrow and right now we are trading at 1552, uh, we will get called away. Uh, So we will not make any money on the shares, but we will keep all the premium that we made earlier when selling puts last week and then also uh, right now when selling calls. Now, Google, that's what I want to talk about because uh, that's quite interesting. So there's always a a decision that you can make. Okay, do you want to get called away or do you want to roll it out another week? And this is where we looked at it this morning. So uh, for Google, you did not get assigned. I got assigned at 108. This happened last week. So on Tuesday, I had shares of, uh, for Google, uh, for 108 in my portfolio. And yesterday I was selling the 109 call against it. So let's take a look at this for a moment here, Mark. Uh, Let me actually collapse this because we're looking at certain calls. So I I was doing this and I I got a dollar, which is really, really good. So I got $600 right away. And if Google would be above 109 tomorrow at the close, I get called away and I make an additional dollar. Uh, on these shares. So this is for 600 shares would be an additional $600. So the $600 from selling the calls plus another $600 is $1,200. But then we saw today that Google started moving, right?
1: Absolutely. And, and so uh, it opened around 108. I actually had sold the 101 puts for this week and then closed those at 84%. And I was looking at maybe selling puts again with that lower open. But when it started to rally, the idea of rolling for next week's made sense, right? Because when you roll, first you have to ask yourself, do you want to own those shares for another week? If you don't, don't roll. Don't get blinded by premium. But in this case, you were happy to own Google for another week. And the question was, do you roll to the same strike? So rolling out, buying back the short call that's expiring tomorrow and then selling next week's call for the same strike? Or is it possible to roll out and up, which would be lifting the strike, selling a higher strike so you can make some money on the stock as well?
0: Exactly. And this is where this morning we plugged it into the calculator and I saw, oh, rolling it up first of all rolling it out to next week and up by another dollar to the 110, I could still get 80 cents, which would give me 30% annualized. So that's what I did. And here is what effect it has on the position. So I bought back the 109 that I sold a couple of days ago. I think it was on Tuesday or maybe it was yesterday, don't know, this week. And then I sold the 110 and I still got paid for this. I still got 80 cents. Now, here's how the dynamic changed. Now I can make $1,680 if Google closes above 110 by next Friday. So as you said, I'm owning Google for another week. So this is where I needed to make sure that I'm comfortable owning Google. But yes, I did. And uh, so I just increased my profits, if you look at this, from 1,200 potential profits to sixteen hundred, which is uh, a pretty solid thirty uh, percent increase, thirty five percent increase in profits.
1: Yeah, I mean, not too bad. And uh, what we like to do is, if we are rolling out, try to get sixty percent annualized. And I don't think you're at the sixty percent mark. Was it about a buck twenty on the? The roll Something out. like this.
0: Again, usually when we are just rolling out and not rolling up, we want to see 60%. Because otherwise, yeah. if you only see 30%, we might as well just keep selling puts and establish some new positions here. And uh, yeah, you're right. I don't think I was just there. I, I wasn't actually looking at it because when I can roll up and collect here an additional $600 on the shares, I'll be happy to do that. And uh, this is where I wanted to make sure that I still got my 30%.
1: Yeah, I I really like this because you were able to get the 30% on the premium credit. That's guaranteed. That's yours to keep. If you just rolled out, you would have been able to bring in a little more premium. So you get that as a guarantee. But especially with Google, this is a stock that you're okay owning. um, And right now it's making a move higher. So if it continues to make a move, now you make an extra buck on the stock, which is great. But if it pulls back a little bit, that higher strike call next week, if it pulls back, that's going to lose value quicker. So you'll be able to buy that back maybe at 90% early on and sell calls again next week, right? So I I think it's a win-win. That was a good move.
0: No, I I think there's many advantages to it. And as I said, either the 110, as we see here, acts as resistance. And then, as I said, I can buy it back and uh, really try to do the same or it breaks through the resistance. And then probably the next stop is around 111, maybe 112. But you see, for Google, it's not a big deal to move past 110. It's not that I sold the 120. And uh, this is, a, yeah. I don't know, pie in the sky and never going to happen. Sure. So it's good to me. Yeah. Uh, let me just ask you before we continue. Is this helpful at all when we are showing you what we are doing here? Because if it is, give us a like, then uh, we can talk more about these topics and uh, show you more of what's happening here. But yeah, this was an, an opportunity here this morning, which we really liked. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> I actually did a video on this. So if you want to learn more of how to roll these call options, take a look at this video here uh, because this uh, explains it in more detail. But uh, this was a really, very really good example. And then we'll be back tomorrow. And maybe tomorrow we have another example uh, for rolling our gold calls. We'll see.
1: Happy trading, everybody.